0: Good morning, Word this Radio is Solomon on Demand, Jones on 900 AM, 96.1 FM, are and, AM Streaming live and at Word Word I want to welcome Radio you back to Word. So, Word and joining us now is Roxanne Jones. She's a former VP at ESPN, CNN opinion writer, Emmy-nominated producer, co-author of Say It Loud, An Illustrated History of the Black Athlete, and CEO of the Push Marketing Group, a media strategy firm, Roxanne
1: good morning good morning solomon how are you i'm
0: good how are you
1: good 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 you know just moving ahead, looking forward. Yeah, looking forward. Yeah, that's is what right. I'm doing.
0: That's <laughs> right. We can't look back. And we ain't gonna mention why no. we have to look forward and not look back. We ain't gonna mention that's that, right. you know that
1: which should you? not be named. That's right. Uh-huh. We're gonna
0: leave that alone. We're gonna leave mm-hmm. it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> we gotta talk about this though. And I and I had to broach the subject a little bit earlier, Broxanne, but I can't wait to hear what you what you think about it. So Tunisia is protesting the casting of Denzel Washington as Hannibal, the brilliant general Mm -hmm. from the ancient African city of Carthage. They say Hannibal didn't have brown skin. Um, And and it's Mm -hmm. interesting because Egypt also recently did something like that. They protested the casting of a mixed race actress as Cleopatra. They say she was white. All of this, of course, has racial, historical, and cultural Mm -hmm. implications. Roxanne, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's, first of all, don't mess with Denzel. Mm-hmm. That's number he's one. He's been for a long time a, a, a brilliant, I've seen every every play he's ever done, Shakespearean, Fences. He's really, really uh, a superb actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he's played these kind of historical uh, characters before. But, you know, I think it's all, it's global systemic racism, mm-hmm. right? Usually we use that phrase to just talk about the U.S. Mm-hmm. because it's trendy, systemic racism, uh, structural racism. But really, this is an issue across the globe. So, one thing that I thought of immediately when I saw that Tunisia, who where, as you mentioned, Arabs are now ruling, it's mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. okay? It's Africa as split because, you know, they North Africa, they've always considered themselves because they are closer to white, just as you talked about colorism. Yeah. Historically, they've been closer to Europe. So the trading partners, routes for trade, you know, people that they were interacting with were Europeans more than Southern African nations. But even in the US, Arabs are considered white in our census. So to give a bump up to white people. So all of this, you know, that that uh, includes Tunisia. It includes Syria, Yemen, Israel, Egypt, mm-hmm. Lebanon. The U.S. claims all those people as white, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been fighting that in the U.S., Arab Americans, especially out of Michigan, to try to get their own category, Middle East and North Africa, just as uh Asian and Island Pacific people have their own census category. Yes. Because, you know, that that directs how federal funds are. Are um, distributed amongst your community mm-hmm. for things like healthcare and, and other super important things. So right now, Arabs are just mixed in with white people, mm-hmm. and they get no n- nothing. Their community has many many um, you know disenfranchisement issues. So I think when when I think about Tunisia, you know, and you talk about Hannibal, who I love, we all know he's African. Mm-hmm. He's African. Mm-hmm. He's African. He ran through the whole Roman Empire. Yep. Unfortunately, he lost the war, which is why the white people, white Europeans get to write the history. Mm-hmm. They get to erase erase all Black accomplishments or any historical significance that Black Africans had, mm-hmm. which we still, we see that issue today, right? Because the Roman Empire wasn't just Rome. Mm-hmm. It was England, Portugal, Spain, France, Italy, Australia, Switzerland, Greece. Bosnia, mm-hmm. Ukraine, mm-hmm. Turkey—like all of these places—and if you look now, what's happening in history? The way that they categorize themselves is white. Mm-hmm. They're all white because yeah. Rome won the war. Right. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Hannibal—you know—and his elephants. Mm-hmm. They figured out a way to scare the elephants, traipsing through the mountains. He had to run for his life. He was on the lamb for twenty years, and and then he ended up killing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what happens when. You know, I I call it the spoils of war when racist people win the war. It's all about supremacy, right? So we're still feeling those effects. We can see it directly. And because we don't know our history and aren't allowed to teach our history in public education in the United States, most of us don't know this stuff or can't connect some dots from history to what we're seeing now, whether it's colorism or. On The white census population numbers, knowing that they have wrapped in almost anyone who comes in here who has a little drop of white blood. They're trying to claim them because they don't want the census to show as it as we know to be true, Mm -hmm. that black and brown people have already outnumbered white people. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what's happening there. So but I think, first of all, leave Denzel alone. Yeah. And. Tunisia and all of these Middle Eastern places, whether they're Arab or it's places like ukraine they or or Rome, the whole Roman Empire, they all have African blood, mm-hmm. all of them, mm-hmm. so I think this is what we um, this is what we see, and they take so much pride and I've traveled throughout Africa and run into this. They take so much pride in saying we're North African or Middle Eastern, yeah. trying to escape Africa. Mm-hmm you black. You got black blood. Do a DNA right now, and we will see the blood of Africa running through your veins, whether it's Cleopatra or Hannibal, Mm -hmm. anybody. But again, the people who won the European, the Roman Empire won these wars, and they got a lot of this stuff is cultural, right? So, the depictions, even if we're including Jesus, you know, with bronze skin and woolly hair, how he ends up with, with flowy, hair and white skin Mm -hmm. is because Rome and the white people won the wars, Mm -hmm. right? And they depicted the art, everything that we credit, unless you're going back to Byzantine era, like you were talking about, you know, and the first churches being in Ethiopia, those people are brown. If you look at that art, not only are they dark brown, but they got noses like Mm -hmm. you and me, Mm -hmm. they have full, nice, beautiful lips Mm -hmm. and they have woolly hair, Mm -hmm. but you know everything that we honor, uh, the history that we acknowledge is Western history. Right. So it's showing a white Jesus with blue eyes and flowy hair, mm-hmm. painted by you know the the Romans or the French or the Spanish. Right. That's or the Italians. That's who we say the greatest artists are. That's how we how we set up America. Right. So it's all about erasing black African accomplishments. I don't care what label you put on it. They didn't yeah. call themselves black back then. They were just who they were. You know, they mm-hmm. were Moors. They were te- They were just who they were. So now we have this modern language, but it all traces back to Africa is in your blood. Africans were the first humans. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, everybody's African. There you
0: go. That's what I'm talking about. But it, it is so interesting to see um, people trying to erase history. And, and to me, it, it just goes to what we see right now. With Ron yep. DeSantis in Florida, mm-hmm. you can't teach black history. We don't want our kids to feel bad. We don't want you to know who you are. We don't want you to know about resistance. Right. We don't want you to know about your right. power. We don't want you to know any of these things. I mean, it just goes. And, and that same thing that you see with, with Cleopatra or with yeah. Hannibal, you see it right here in America right now with people like Ron DeSantis. And he is not right. the only one.
1: No, and it's a it's a direct I mean this has been a a strategy yep. that white conquerors have used throughout history, right? We don't want you to see your power. We don't right. want to acknowledge your power. We right. don't want to acknowledge you. And so that's whether it's in public schools in Philly, public schools in Florida in Texas that's what this is always about, mm. nothing else yeah and and that's the the battle that we are still. I think now we're turning a curve because now we know yeah, churches are picking up the ball like we're going to teach our own history, yeah, now yeah. we know it for thank goodness for technology because now you you can you know use a reliable source, but you can learn about Hannibal. Mm-hmm. You can learn about who you are. You can learn about the original man. You can learn about uh, Christianity in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. We can learn. And and I think it's incumbent upon us because nobody else is trying to teach us who we are. We know that we're resilient, strong, proud people. Um, But I think we've been erased for so long. And we've absorbed that hatred mm-hmm. that we've, we we just don't know. We don't know the difference. We mm-hmm. don't know the difference. So until we can educate ourselves and get access to information that tells us differently, you know, these problems will 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 not be realizing our full power. Yeah.
0: Agreed. So speaking of power, uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith. Is, uh, really looking at the limits of a presidential power and asking the Supreme Court to do the same thing. So he's gone to the Supreme Court to Ooh. determine if Donald Trump has immunity from criminal prosecution for alleged crimes he committed while in office. And, you know, for me, this goes beyond the law because the question is this. What would it mean for the rest of us if presidents could commit crimes while in office and never be prosecuted?
1: Phew, Solomon. You know what this reminds me of is it's really qualified immunity yep. for for presidents, yep. right? It's related. We know qualified immunity protects white police officers. Mm. Just let a black police officer, as I think was at Michigan, like shoot somebody and then say Minneso- yeah, and Minnesota and say I feel for my life. Yep. Hmm. yep. That didn't flow. He had nope. no qualified. They were quick in a hurry to mm-hmm. indict and convict him. Mm-hmm. So qualified immunity. Structural racism baked into our government and to the founding principles of this country. That's the only there were the presidents were all white until, you know, America tripped up and, and elected President Obama. Mm. So when they're when they're talking about, you know, all of this immunity for presidents and the the right to pardon all your little cronies, mm. that is not uh, to protect black people. That's only to protect mostly white males mm. and white women. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's it's tragic for the democracy because now that the curtain is open, we see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Not just Black Americans, but all Americans mm-hmm. can see how um, the potential to be a corrupt president, mm-hmm. the 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 justice system in America, and how it's broken. Mm-hmm. We can all see that in the tenets of a democracy. You know, justice. The way you've set up checks and balances between your governmental departments, whether it's justice and Congress and that's a that's a tenant. That's a principle of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So the more we see, um, you know, if, if the judge does say the Supreme Court does say that presidents can't be prosecuted for any crimes, then, you know. We're going down the toilet because because, you know, I mean, the Supreme Court, we already know is shady. Mm -hmm. They've already been paid, bought and paid for Mm -hmm. without any kind of accountability. Now Mm -hmm. they have this little flimsy ethical code that has no accountability. So I think um, it, it doesn't happen like right away when these decisions are made. But as we can see how people feel about the government, the faith we have in government, which which means the faith we have in voting in this entire democracy. The more you tear away these principles, you know, the, the weaker our democracy gets. And that includes rescinding rights that people had under a constitution mm-hmm. and now don't have because you just feel like taking them away. Yeah. All of that just leads to a really weakened, uh, state of affairs for democracy. And and it can no longer be called a democracy if the principles aren't there.
0: Yeah, I agree. So the interesting thing about this, because, you know, the feds don't play in terms of trying to get convictions. They have a very, very, very high conviction rate. And so they take very few chances that they don't they haven't already thought about how it's going to turn out. And that's why I asked that question in that way, because Jack Smith had to think about this. All right. You want to appeal it? All right. You want to appeal it and and slow it down? Because that's what Donald Trump and his lawyers were trying to do. Slow it down. That's his strategy. So he'll
1: be president and then can pardon everybody. Exactly.
0: So Jack Smith says, let's take it straight to the Supreme Court. Now, Mm -hmm. can the Supreme Court actually sit there and say that anybody in the United States can commit crimes and because they have a particular office, uh, they can never be prosecuted for it. I don't think they can say that. And I think Jack Smith understands that. And so, you know, stranger things have happened. You know, like you said, Clarence Thomas bought and paid for, Samuel Alito bought and paid for, Mm -hmm. who knows how many others bought and paid for, but they've surprised us before. They surprised us with with upholding Obamacare. They surprised us with, with several other rulings. And so I, this ruling would be so crazy that you could just say that a president could do whatever he wants and never be prosecuted. I don't think they can say that, Roxanne.
1: I don't know, Solomon. I I, I mean, I'm with you on that. The only thing that keeps running through my head is qualified immunity is a federal. It's for federal employees. It's a federal law. Right. It doesn't just include police officers. And so I'm not a lawyer by any stance, but it just. You know, right. Like, I'm wondering, do they go in and argue, Okay, the president's a federal employee. He's paid by the federal government. So just like police officers and other federal federal workers have this qualified immunity that he somehow slips under that. I have no idea. But because we're living in such strange times, I see. I mean, I think there's an opening. I I know Jackson. He's done his work. He's brilliant. He's he's trying to combat this strategy, as you as you said, of Trump speeding up, uh, trying to slow down the whole wheels of justice. So he'll be sitting in the White House, and have the pardon, um, you know, tool in his hand. But I don't think Jack Smith is, nobody can be a hundred percent sure. No, no, he's not hundred <laughs> percent. But, you
0: know, but uh, he, but he a, knows he,
1: what he's doing. He does. He, <laughs>
0: he does. He knows
1: what he's doing. It's a it's a, yeah. it's a it's a it's
0: a it's a it's a bold gambit. Right. Yes. That, that he that he has done like, all right, I, if y'all believe that that any president could just do whatever they want, can break the law, whatever, and mm-hmm. never be prosecuted. Tell the American people that and tell yes. them now. I don't, yes. I don't think it, they're going to do it because I, and I'm, stranger things have happened. They could stranger things have happened. But I think Jack Smith has really looked at this and, and yeah. is willing to take the gamble because he thinks he's going to win.
1: And maybe even done some, some, yeah, I mean, Washington's a real small town. Maybe mm-hmm. even had some conversations, I'm sure, behind the scenes. He's not mm-hmm. going in blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if there is some way to wiggle yourself under this federal qualified immunity law, that's a whole different thing than the Supreme Court, as you just said, telling the American people that in this democracy that likes to hold itself up as an example to the world, that our leaders, our presidents, can get away with murder and never be prosecuted, can get away with trying to steal an election, never be prosecuted. I mean, look at Europe, they put their leaders in prison all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody else puts it. I mean, nobody else has immunity. You know, Netanyahu, he's under trial now. I hope he goes to prison. They wanted they were putting him in prison until he got into this war and tried to use it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. But I mean, other nations that that are allies hold their leaders accountable, their presidents and their prime ministers Mm -hmm. accountable. So it would be really an not just strange, but devastating for the United States of America thinks they're better than everybody to say, oh, no, over here, our president can commit whatever crimes they want and they'll never be prosecuted. Yeah. So and that's,
0: that's the question he's putting before him now. Just to be clear, qualified immunity is a doctrine. It's not a law. The judges kind of created that. But it, but it allows for police officers and other employees of the government. You are absolutely yep. right to do stuff and not be held personally accountable when they get sued. We pay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, exactly. But, but with Donald Trump and and this stuff, because he's saying that, well, January 6th, that's part of my presidential duties. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. That's the, that's their defense that I was yeah. doing this as president and as part of my presidential duties. Like how? So the Supreme yeah. Court's going to have to rule on it in front of the world. And we'll see what yes. they say.
1: We will see, Solomon. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I can't either. That's Roxanne Jones. Roxanne Jones, of course, is um, a former VP at ESPN, CNN opinion writer, Emmy nominated producer, co-author of Say It Loud, an illustrated history of the black athlete and CEO of the Push Marketing Group, a media strategy firm. Roxanne, as always, thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Solomon. Have a great day. You've been listening to Word Radio
0: On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at (laughs) wordradio.com.